I don't know where you stand on social media use. I don't know if you love it, hate it, or somewhere in between. But I am about to quit all of social media for a full year. And in this episode, I wanted to share with you the five reasons why. Welcome to episode 49 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, as always, Graham Cochran, pumped to be hanging out with you today. We're going to be talking more about the living more and even giving more in this episode. Off the bat, this is not a teaching episode. This is just me sharing part of my life with you. This is something that's really important to me. And if you even go back to episode one of this show, I'm all about and trying to be all about authenticity. I want to be completely transparent and authentic with you. I'm not a guru. I'm not condemning you if you use social media we'll get as we get into this. I'm not um, proclaiming to you the better way. I'm not trying to even turn this into a, a statement on social media. I will not be doing any uh, any stats. I will not be bringing in any studies. I will not be um, trying to um, wave a flag or fight for the cause of getting rid of social media. That that's not the point of this episode. This is just me making a life decision. Um, and I wanted to share with you, since that's what this episode, this show's all about, share with you what I'm doing in my life and be honest and be candid with you, with my hope being that this would encourage you. Sorry, my eye is itching like crazy, that it would encourage you. Um and that you might know me a little bit better. So take it for what it's worth. I hope this is helpful to you. Um, and so I'm just going to get into it. Uh, like, like I said, what I'm doing is I'm quitting um, Facebook. I'm quitting Instagram. I'm quitting Twitter. Although I kind of quit Twitter last year. Um, and I'm going to quit these platforms for an entire year, 12 months straight. Um. And I'm going to be doing this from my birthday, uh, March 31st, from my birthday from this year to the next. That's it's just around that time. That's when I'm going to make that change, and those will be the the, the way I measure it. So, um, what does that mean practically? Will I completely disappear from these platforms? Well, my assistant, who already uploads a lot of content for me, will continue to actually upload my video content to Facebook. Um, my posts get automatically shared to Twitter. Um, and then the snippets of this podcast that my assistant already uploads for me onto my Instagram um, will continue to go out. So he will be in there getting those out, basically using the social media platforms much how I use them um, formally to get information out to you. So if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, and that's where you like to hang out, you will still see me, quote unquote, posting stuff, but it won't be me. It will be my assistant as it already is when it's just the videos content um, going out. So you'll you know know what's new. Um, hopefully you have 
subscribe to my email list. Uh, that's the best way to see my latest content, but you can still see what's going on from social. That's fine too. Um, that'll be happening. What that means is um, I will not be posting a lot of my personal stuff. There will not be pictures from me um, with thoughts from me about stuff. I, I will not be active on the platforms. Uh, I will be deleting Instagram from my phone. I will be deleting Facebook from my phone. I already don't have Twitter on my phone anymore. I will not be logging into these, these websites on my computer, on a web browser. I will not see or step foot in Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter for the next 365 days, period. Those are the only platforms I use. I'm not on TikTok, I'm not on Snapchat. Um, I don't use LinkedIn personally. So I won't be there. I won't even have them on my phone. Um, I won't see if you like a video that I upload. I won't see any comments you comment. Um, I won't see any DMs. So if you want to get a hold of me, don't DM me because I won't see it <laughs> for at least a year. Um, I don't really interact with many DMs anyway, a few on Instagram, but just email is so much better. So just email me, please. Um, you can find all that information on my websites, right? Just email me. Um, I'm still around. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still working. I'm still creating content, trying to serve you. Um, but I just will not be on social media platforms. Okay, why? There's five reasons why. Um, there's probably a lot more. But when I think about it, I've been thinking about this for quite some time and more seriously for a few weeks now. Um, when I think about it and I try to articulate it, there are five overarching reasons why I am personally quitting for a year. And just for some context, I have done a 30-day detox before. A year and a half ago, I took 30 days off social media. And when I came back, I actually never came back to Twitter. That was one of the interesting fallouts from that detox. But I came back to Instagram and Facebook um, almost with a vengeance, which is interesting. So that's the most I've ever done is 30 days off. That was actually not that hard. Um, maybe it's going to be harder for some people, but people said it's going to be really hard. And so I was like, oh, I'll do it. It was not that hard. Uh, a year is a very long time. And there's five reasons why I feel like I need to do this for a year. Number one is comparison. Okay. I think we've we've heard about this a lot. I think you, you're aware of the comparison trap on social media. Um I'm tired of seeing other people doing awesome things. Uh, and then instinctively, without even having time to stop and think, comparing myself to them. I'm just sick of it. Um, I find it is discouraging. And I, I can compare myself to people for a variety of reasons uh, in a variety of ways. Um, so for example, uh, there's some Facebook groups I'm a part of with business owners. And a lot of really smart people. And, and some are even beginners. Like I'm a part of a group of just like beginner business owners. So they're not even like um, at my level. The point of saying that, don't hear that the wrong way. The point of saying that is there can be a beginner who's just sharing what he or she is doing, or I have this cool technique, this is really working, or this strategy has been working in my business. And just seeing someone else doing something else 
already reminds me that I, there's already a million things that I don't have time to do. Or I don't, I should say, I don't make the time to do because I'm very efficient in my business. I want to work as few hours as possible because there's other things that I want to do in my life and they require time. So I'm already very aware of all the things I say no to in order to be able to live this lifestyle and be able to run two businesses in so few hours a week that most of the time I'm good with it, but the moment I see someone doing something else that I think is a good idea or really cool and probably is helping them or could help me, um, I immediately go, oh gosh, wish I could do that or I wish I could try that out. But I have purposely chosen to, again, say no to so many things and and, and work in the confines of these short hours um, to live the life that, that me and my family really want to live. So every time I see someone doing something cool and social, big or small, my heroes or people that I don't even know, I just compare myself to what they're doing. Um, I compare myself to people's vacations and trips and travels, which is pretty ironic because I'll share a lot of times, not always, but I'll share a lot of times some of the cool places me and my family go um, because traveling and vacations like a love language of mine. <laughs> I think it is for everybody. I love going to beautiful places and, and being inspired by uh, new visual surroundings and cultures and experiences. And I usually get a lot of ideas and it's good time to unrest and good family time. And, and I always usually have something I want to share. And so um, I really believe in travel and like making time for travel. And so I'm always intentional also to share when I travel to almost show to you that you should value it. If you do value it, you should truly value it and make the time to set your business up in such a way that you can get away. So I understand the irony of being, you know, caught in a comparison trap with other people's travel escapades on social when I post travel pics as well. So maybe this will be a good thing for me that I won't have anything to, to I'm going to be traveling this year, but you won't see any of it because I won't be sharing it. Um, so maybe that's good. But comparison, um, I'm just tired of feeling discouraged. I'm just tired of, I don't, I don't want to see into thousands and thousands of people's lives. It's just like my brain just can't handle it. I don't even follow that many people on social. I really don't. But the few people that I do follow, it's already too much to like try to keep up with what everyone's doing. It's like my brain wasn't wired for that or made for that. So that's reason number one, comparison. I'm just sick of it. Tired of being discouraged and feeling discontent. Number two reason is I'm tired of feeling the need, the need to post regularly, right? I'm just like all of us have things we have to do in our business. All of us have ongoing work. And social media is one of those things in this modern age, right? Where that's where people are. That's where people expect to find us. Um, and a lot of times we like it. Like I like Instagram. I like Facebook. Um, I don't dislike these platforms. I like them. They're fun. What I don't like is feeling the need to keep up with a certain level of posting. And while I think it just kind of is what it is, and I don't think you have to post every day or multiple times a day like some people say you do, um, certainly whatever rhythm I have created still at times can feel like, ah, I need to post something today. Um, and I just don't like that feeling. It kind of feels dumb to me. Like, what? why should I feel like I need to? Um, but I understand I'm a big proponent of content and content marketing. And that's something I've committed to as a need. I have a need to post a new video piece of content or podcast every single week. I don't view it as the same because I really believe in the content. 
because content drives my business where social media doesn't drive business very well. People think it does, um, but it rarely pushes product or moves product. Whereas your front facing content builds your email list. And I've talked about it ad nauseum, but for me, social media is just like a nice to, and the feeling the need to post regularly, it just feels like it feels silly. And I don't want to have to do that. And I'm rebelling against that. Okay. Number three, reason why I'm quitting is uh, I'm just wasting time. Um, I was looking at my screen time in the iPhone, which is fascinating if you've never looked at it. You can open up the app in in depth and and track every app you're using to the minute, how often you're using it per day, per week. You can even track how many times you pick up your phone, like wake your phone up. Um, Very sobering stuff. And I know from research I've done that I... I am a relatively light user of social media, um, but I looked at the data for the last few weeks for me um, on social media platforms. I only just actually added up Instagram and Facebook because um, they want to lump in like your text messages and stuff as social media. I don't know why that shows up. It may be social media and networking, but I just added up Instagram and Facebook. Um, and I'm averaging uh, 30 minutes a day on those platforms which is, I think, actually relatively good compared to the general po- population. Um, but half an hour a day, like seven days a week. Like I just took it up per, per, for a week and divided it by seven on average for the last few weeks, at least. And I, I think, it, I thought it would have been higher. I think there's times and seasons where I've done more, but at least in the last few weeks that I've checked, I've been averaging 30 minutes a day on both platforms. That's a giant waste of time for me. Do you know that 30 minutes a day is enough time to read through the entire Bible twice a year. Yeah. You can read through the Bible in six months if you just give it 25 minutes a day. I think I read a stat that less than 5% of professing Christians have ever read through the entire Bible, which is so sad and so depressing to begin with. It's like, anyway, we won't even go there. but that was me for years. Like I'd never read through the entire Bible, finally sat down and read through the whole Bible. Um, but I was inconsistent. It took me 16 months to get through it. If I read 25 minutes a day, I can do it in six months. I could do it twice a year with the time that I'm currently giving social media. I don't have to cut anything else out of my life or give it any more time. But if I just replace social media with reading the Bible, I'd read through the entire Bible twice in this entire year of taking a break. So wasted time. I could be doing something else. Reason number four is, uh, this is a big one for me. I have a low level sense of anxiety that I do not remember existing before I got a smartphone in 2011. My first smartphone, my first iPhone, one of the same, um, I bought in 2000. 11. And I immediately downloaded Instagram and Facebook, obviously. Uh, And it was fun. I think the first time you get a smartphone, it's fun. But over the years since then, I've been trying to think back to pre-smartphone usage. I don't remember feeling as anxious as I feel. Um. I'm a relatively calm guy. I don't really have a lot of worries in life. I'm not really worrisome by nature. 
Like I'm not thinking about worst case scenario. I'm not like worried about a lot of things. There's just this low level angst. Like, like that's there. And my hypothesis is the ever connected nature of social media. The ever connected nature of social media, the constant awareness of thousands of other people, which is strange. If you look at human history, we never were that aware of that many people. The constant comparison with other people that I either know or have never met. And the constant need, going back to two reasons ago, um, to document and share with you everything in my life. Now, I don't mind this podcast. I don't mind turning on the microphone, talking to the camera and saying, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I've learned. This is what's going on, good or bad. I don't mind that. That feels different to me. That feels like journaling. That feels like like if I were to write a memoir or a book, like it feels like me just collecting my thoughts and sharing them with you, hoping that some of it might be fruitful or helpful to you. Social media feels like I am in a reality TV show and I got to keep the people happy. That that could all be in my head. That could all be pressure that I'm putting on myself, but I feel it nonetheless. And that has created this low level, like I'll share a picture and a thought. It doesn't get as many likes as another picture or a thought. I'm like, well, why did that one get not as many likes? Was it the picture? was not as interesting to people? Was it the topic wasn't as interesting to people? Like none of it matters. Like none of it drives my business. None of it means money in my pocket or not. It's just like the the natural response to sharing something that has double tap metrics or comments metrics and you're seeing more or less and it makes you think like, what's wrong with me or what was better? Or I feel good about myself if I get a lot more likes or or comments. And I I just, I I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And again, this is just me. This might not be you. This is just me sharing how I'm feeling. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've known this for a couple of years now, at least. But I continue to just tell myself, Graham, it's not that big of a deal. You're not really that stressed out about it. It doesn't really bother you that much. It's a silly a silly thing to get upset about. It's a certainly a silly thing to quit social media for. Like just, I downplayed it all the time, all the time, but it keeps coming back up. And I feel like I was a happier person before 2011 when I got my first iPhone. So if that's true, I want to find out. Like, I don't know if that's true. That's why I'm taking a break, right? I'm taking a break to find out. But if that's true, dude, I want that. No offense to you if you love my social media following or platform or feed or whatever. If you follow my stuff and like it, thank you for the support. Thank you so much. But I'm, I am for my happiness, right? I'm innately selfish, just like the rest of you. And I want to be a happy person and I need to do things that are going to help me be healthy. So if for me, social media is causing me to be unhealthy or unhappy, and I can identify that if that's true, maybe it's not true. Maybe I'm still just as jacked up when I get off social media for a year. I'll figure that out. Uh, And that is true to a certain extent. But if quitting social media for a year actually leads me to being even 10% happier, why wouldn't I do it? 
I'd do it in a heartbeat, right? So I'm trying to get rid of that low level anxiety. That was reason number four. And reason number five, this is probably the biggest one because um, it doesn't. it's not about me, is that I want to be more present for my wife and my kids and specifically with my kids because they're impressionable and younger and it is my duty to train them up in the way they should go, as the Bible says, and to mold these young girls into young women that are fruitful, productive, loving, caring citizens of our planet. Um, I, I don't want to be seen with my phone all the time by my daughters. I don't really care what the stranger down the street thinks or someone in the airport or I care about what my, my family and specifically care about what my two daughters think, right? They're age eight and 10 right now. And they're very aware of what a phone is, especially my 10 year old. Cause a lot of her friends have them. Um, and she, she doesn't ask too often, but she would like a smartphone. And the answer is a resounding no. You're a 10-year-old. You don't need a smartphone. Um, but she asks nicely, so we respond with a no nicely. But she sees me with a phone. Um, and she sees me with it more than I would like her to see. They both do. And I don't want them growing up thinking that a smartphone is, is essential. Because it's not. Like humans have got along just fine before 2007 when Steve Jobs introduced the iPhone to the world, okay? We were humming along just fine. People raising their families, starting businesses, making livings, raising kids and doing whatever you want to do. Like you don't need a smartphone, okay? Warren Buffett, one of the richest men in the world, brilliant investor, He's 89 years old. Just this January, he just got a smartphone for the first time. He had a flip phone the whole time, just got a smartphone. And you know what he uses it for? To make phone calls. <laughs> oh, do you even know what a phone call is anymore? I don't think, I don't think we, we even know. Um, so no, they, I don't want them to think that they can grow up thinking they need a smartphone. Now, now a phone is important and helpful. The internet is important and helpful. Granted, a smartphone is a great, helpful combination of, of both of those things. Texting can be helpful. And, and I get it. Like, I love being able to just call an Uber with my phone. I, I love um, being able to order a pizza through my phone and it come to my house. Like, I, I get it. You might be listening to this podcast or watching this episode on your phone. I'm grateful for smartphones. I'm not against smartphones. But whatever my kids see me interacting with a lot, they are going to assume is really important. Um, and unfortunately, if I'm being honest, I think my kids see me interacting with my phone more than they do see me interacting with my Bible. What does that communicate? What does that communicate about my, my faith and their faith? They're both professing Christians. They're young, right? They're, they have a lot to learn, and, and, and their faith is still developing. Um, but if they see me on my phone more than they see me in my Bible, man, that's sad. Now, part of that is I read my Bible primarily at 5 a.m. before they're awake because it's the only time I've got. But it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like I want them to see me 
doing the things that I value and I want them to value. That's our role as parents, right? Whatever you value, if you have kids, the, the saying is more is caught than taught. Like your kids are going to see and catch whatever you value implicitly. You know, they're not going to only learn or primarily learn what you sit them down and say, kids, I'm going to teach you something that's very important. Now that's important too. Sit down and teach your kids, right? Like I'm teaching my girls about investing, right? I helped my daughter, Chloe, when she turned 10 to buy her first stock. She bought a share of Disney, right? I explained to her how investing works, why you need to invest, what inflation is. Like this is, this might sound dorky or not important, but it's super important, right? If she ever wants to have money, if she ever wants to be financially sound, the schools are not going to teach her that. Her friends aren't going to teach her that. It's my job. The government certainly is not going to teach her that. Our government knows nothing about managing money, right? We just print money and go into debt. Like someone's got to teach her about money. That's my job. So I'm going to sit down and teach her. And also they're going to see our lifestyle. So our lifestyle, my wife and I have to make sure our lifestyle doesn't contradict what we teach them. The same is true with phone usage. I know my girls are going to probably have a smartphone at some point, especially when they're out of our house and they can do whatever they want. They're going to do whatever they want. I I'm not opposed to phones or smartphones. I just don't want them seeing their dad on his phone all the time. And I understand it's not just social media. There's other things I got to make sure I'm not on my phone. I'm not checking email. I'm not on YouTube. I'm not just reading news articles on scroll forever. I, I hate a lot of that stuff. That's one reason why I get a newspaper, a physical newspaper delivered to my house every day because I hate online news because literally the infinite scroll is one of the worst inventions in the human history because you never get a sense of completion and it, it creates anxiety in and of itself. But finishing reading through a newspaper and fold it and throw it away or recycle it is a really freeing concept. So I get a physical newspaper. I try not to watch a bunch of YouTube videos. I don't have push notifications on my phone for email, but still... I'm going to have to do the dance of making sure I'm not checking email or YouTube, but social media is just one of those things that's taking my time. I, I sense myself just checking Facebook, scrolling through it, checking Instagram, scrolling through it, and I don't want my kids to see me doing that. And if I'm not doing that, I can be more present. My phone can be down and I can just engage and dive in with my wife and daughters, which is what I want to do. I was looking back through some old journal entries of mine and I, I saw myself two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, saying the same thing. I think I'm on my phone too much. I don't want my kids to see me on my phone. I want to be more present with my wife and kids. This has been a pattern. And I just need to do something about it. So that's the fifth reason why I'm quitting social media for a year. So a few questions I anticipate getting um, after sharing this news. One might be, are you coming back after a year? Um, and the answer is, I don't know. There are two scenarios that will play out in my mind. I will take a year off and a year from now when I come back or the, the year is over, I might feel like that was really helpful, insightful, and I detoxed big time. And now I would like to get back on the platforms, but my relationship with those platforms has changed. And that certainly is a possibility. If that's true, I would like to think that I might come back to the platforms and maybe engage with them once a week and certainly not every day. That's, that's a possibility that I come back and I'm spending less time and I'm less anxious and I just have a healthier relationship with the platforms. That could certainly happen. 
The other scenario, the only other scenario I can think of at this time is that after a year, I'm like, I don't miss him. And I don't want to come back. I might miss some of the people that I used to interact with only on those platforms. But other than that, I, I might just say, you know, that was if that was for a year, that was a testing ground, but you know what? I'm good. Let's just stay off the platform or platforms. So I don't know. Um, I'll let you know in a year. I'll update you in a year. <laughs> uh, question number two I anticipate getting for sure is how will this affect your business? I mean, this is a business podcast. This is a business channel. This is content focused on helping you grow your business. I am growing two businesses, managing two businesses. How will this affect my business? Um, the short answer is it will affect my business zero. Zero. Um, the longer answer is there is a possibility it will affect it a little bit, but that would be statistically zero for me. And the reason why, if you followed me for any length of time, is that my business is not built around social media because I know better. <clears throat> even if I love social media, even if I was never going to quit social media, I don't think anyone's business should be built around social media. I think if you have a business, you can certainly use social media. It is a really powerful tool to connect with your audience and your fans, to get instant you know, polls and survey results, to, to share your personality and, and share a bit about who you are, to build rapport, to build connection and engagement. Those are all powerful things. But if you're building your business on Instagram or Facebook, that's dangerous because you don't own that audience. Facebook does in either platform because Facebook owns Instagram. They are a middleman. They are a mediator between you and your people and they can change the relationship between you and your people like Facebook did a few years ago by introducing uh, organic reach versus paid reach, making you have to boost your posts if you wanted all your followers to see what you posted. That was never a thing, ever. For almost 10 years of Facebook being in existence. Isn't that crazy? Uh, and then all of a sudden they, they were like, dude, we can make a lot more money if we get our people to pay us to show their posts to the people that already have signed up to see their posts. Not even, We're not talking about ads here. We're talking about your followers. So that's very dangerous to build your business on, on social media. My business has never been built on social media. I've used social media. Look, I got over 100,000 followers on Facebook, um, over 20,000 on Twitter, right? Like lots of followers. I don't ever build my business there. It's built on content, blog posts that are on my site that I own and all the SEO traffic from that, videos on YouTube and podcasts like this one. Those are all search engines, basically, that drive traffic to build my email list, which is where I sell, which is what we just talked about last week. And I sell privately. So I could quit social media. My business won't change. Social media could come and go. My business won't change. So it's not going to affect my business at all. I will still continue to make the same amount of money I'm making now and, and will be able to grow it because it has nothing to do with my activity on social. And one, one other question I might anticipate getting is, Graham, are you secretly judging me or judging others for using social media? And the answer is no. And, and I... Um, I'm very aware of this, and, and I prayed through this too. Like, I'm not um, doing this episode to, 
to say like, hey, I'm an example, come follow me. I am making the right choice. I am like the guru from, I've come down from the mountain and I've shown you the way, now follow me. That's that's not what I'm doing here. Um, and I'm not judging you if you're on social media. If I would, I'd be secretly judging my wife because she's on social media. And social media is a big tool for her. She really uses it well and effectively in her business. Um, and social media is something that I really like primarily, and my wife uses it this way too. We both like it because it's a, it's a platform. Um, I feel like it is a great honor and responsibility to have followers um, who are willing to listen to what you say. And I don't take that lightly. So we are very intentional. We try to be very intentional. And if you've noticed, you, if you paid attention, you'll notice that I try to be intentional about um, sharing on social media, not only my latest content, but at least on the Instagram and, and on my Facebook, sharing my worldview. Um, I'm trying to sound from my platform and, and, and elevate the things that I believe need to be elevated. So you'll see me talk about um, family, uh, elevating family values, and, and um, you'll see me elevate... Um, basically come down on the the hustle mentality, the hashtag hustle mentality, which is basically the modern day workaholism, just with a newer name. I come down on that hard because it's a poison and it's destroying our, our culture. And so I want to combat that. I want to elevate family. I want to elevate faith, uh, primarily in Jesus as a Christian. So I'm a Christian. So I'm going to share Christian values and share what I believe is is the truth, right? Um, I'm going to elevate marriage. I don't have a perfect marriage, um, but no, and nobody does, but I want to elevate the sanctity of marriage and I want to elevate those things. So, you know, that's the beauty of having a platform is you can elevate those things. I try to elevate um, sound financial management and stewardship. I love helping people have peace in their finances so that they can accomplish the things they want to accomplish. Um, I want to elevate others-focused business principles as opposed to self-focused business principles, right? These are, these are all things that are important to me and my wife has the same thing. So we will use our platforms to, to spread our worldview. That's what everyone else is doing. So I'm gonna do the same thing, but just what I believe, what I think is important and healthy. So I, 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 I love social media for that. So I'm not secretly judging you. Otherwise I'd be judging my wife. And I, I'm sad that I'm gonna miss out on that for a year. Um, but this is really important for me. I, I need to do this for me. This has nothing to do with you. This is not a stance on social media at all. I don't know what I think about social media. I haven't for quite some time. I'm trying to find out. That's why I'm taking a year off. Um, so no, I'm not secretly judging you. And I don't want you to feel that. If you are feeling like this is resonating with you and you maybe are personally on a similar part of your journey that I am and it's social media feels like a problem to you, then I, then I hope it resonates with you. That's one reason why I'm sharing this. It might challenge you or get you to think or just at least have a conversation with yourself or with your friends or with your spouse. You know, am I in a healthy place with social media? I don't know. If you want to join me, you certainly can, but this is not a challenge. I'm not turning this into content. There's no lead magnet at the end of this post. Like, I don't have like a social media quitting checklist. Like this is not to grow my list. This is, this is I, I have a, a, a megaphone as it were. I have a microphone, I have a, a channel, I have an audience. Um, 
I want this show and this channel to always be providing value and to be healthy in your business is to be healthy in your life. You cannot compartmentalize them, right? That's why work-life balance and, and all that stuff is so important because you, you, could, you could really crush it at work and get really good at work, but your life could be a mess. Or you could have a really fruitful life, but you, your business can never get off the ground. They affect each other. So for me, we can talk about like the last couple of weeks, talk about growing a business and selling and strategies, but we also got to talk about being healthy. And so for me, this is an area I've been struggling with. So I'm going to be honest with you and share with you my struggles. Um, Finally, what do I hope to gain from this year long detox? Um, Three things pretty much. One is peace, present-mindedness, and contentment. I'll lump those in together. Um, I feel like those three things are lacking in my life um, t- to some degree. I would like more peace. I would like to be more present-minded. And I would like to be more content. Um, I certainly am not under the illusion that social media is the only culprit to stealing those things from me or affecting my ability to have peace, present-mindedness, or contentment, but they certainly are affecting it. So I am going to try to carve them out and and see how that helps. I would love to to come away a year from now. Hopefully it won't take a whole year. Hopefully I'll, I'll get there sooner than that, but I'd like to come away feeling more at peace and more content and more present with the people that I'm around, even if it's in, in, in isolation by myself, in solitude, present with my thoughts and myself and not be distracted by, oh, I should post or like, wh- what have people said? Or have I missed a mention on, on Insta stories? That's, that's actually one of the, my fears is missing out on somebody mentioning me. This is how dumb it is. Men- missing out on somebody mentioning me on Insta stories, on Instagram. Because if you miss it after the 24 hours are up, you can see that someone mentioned you, but you cannot see what they said. And I just want to know, like, what did they say? Did they say Graham's an idiot or a jerk? Or did they say that he's genius? Like, I want to know. And that's like my ego. And that's like my fear of missing out. And uh, that's just another indicator that I need I need to quit. Um, so that keeps me up. Like, oh, I want to check and make sure I don't miss anything. Because I don't have notifications on my phone. So it just makes me want to check. So it defeats the purpose. Uh, two, what do I hope to gain? I hope to gain deeper relationships with uh, people in the real world. Um, so I hope to replace some of my time on social media with actually calling my family, calling my friends, texting my family, texting my friends, actually meeting up with my family and friends for coffee or lunch or dinner. I feel like it's in some ways I'm more connected to some people through social media than I am to my real flesh and blood friends in person. It feels kind of weird to me. I was having a conversation with my wife about it. She being a really smart woman and very wise, um, posited this thought that it's partly because it's much easier to have a relationship with someone from a distance because there's no risk or responsibility involved. It's way cleaner and easier for me to have lots of friends online that I can dive in and dive out whenever I want to, as opposed to my friendships here in my city, in my church, my family members. 
Um, <laughs> I'd rather just have friends with people that I don't have to give of myself to, commit to. I can just double tap on their image or say, awesome, bro, or give them a, a fist pound emoji, right? That was convicting. Thanks, babe. Um, and then the third and final thing I hope to gain from this year-long detox, very specific, is time and space to read my Bible more and grow my relationship with Jesus. Um, as a Christian, this is and should be the most important aspect of my life, right? My business, both of my businesses will come and go. Even human relationships will come and go. Money will come and go. But my relationship with Jesus will last for eternity, right? Long after I'm dead, I will spend the rest of eternity, which my brain can't even understand, with my Lord and Savior Jesus, worshiping him and alongside other Christians from all of human history. So I know, like I said before, that I have more opportunity to be distracted now than ever. It's always been hard for me to carve out time to read my Bible and pray and these basic spiritual disciplines of a Christian. Um, and it's like any relationship, right? It would be sad, depressing, and silly and comical to say that I have a good relationship with my wife based off of knowledge I have about my wife from something I read a long time ago, but I never spend any time with her, right? To say, yeah, I have a good relationship with Shay Oh, I don't really spend much time with her, but I spent time with her like 10 years ago and I know I know a lot of facts about her. Brown hair, she's beautiful, she's funny. She's good. like, that's not a relationship. That's just a knowledge of someone. And, and that sounds comical, but in essence, that at my worst is what my relationship with Jesus can look like where I've got lots of facts. I know lots of facts about Jesus in the Bible, but if I don't spend time with him regularly, because he's he's not a dead guy, he's alive. Newsflash, if you read your Bible, he's alive. And so he wants a relationship with you and with me. And so I personally am like, dude, I see the connection between social media usage and saying, oh, I don't have a lot of time to read my Bible. <laughs> but I, I got time to at least spend 30 minutes a day consistently on Instagram or Facebook, just 30 minutes. Again, like I said earlier, 25 minutes a day, you can read through the Bible twice every year. Crazy. So. That's one of the things I'm hoping to gain personally from my year-long detox from social media. Um, and that's it. Um, I'm going to say this and post this on, on Facebook and Instagram, but I'm, I'm saying it here as well. I think I mentioned it earlier. I do still want to hear from you. <laughs> I do. I mean, if you're one of my students, I'll be interacting with you inside of our products and memberships, but I do still want to hear from you. So the best way to interact with me has always been, and will certainly be during this year, is email. Is email. So if you want to reach out to me for anything, to ask a question, to share with me a big win that you've had in your business or life, um, or anything, right? Uh, if you want to give me a million dollars, like please email me, graham at grahamcochran.com. I will still be in my inbox as normal. That's always been the best way to get a hold of me. Graham at GrahamCochran.com. Uh, so do that. Don't DM me. I won't see it for a year or ever. I don't know. So don't DM me um, and just email me. Uh, two, again, I'm not 
judging you, um, but I would like to hear from you. Leave a comment below or leave a message or a review, I should say, on Apple Podcast or email me and let me know if any of this resonated with you. And if so, what? Like it can be privately, you can email me or you can leave a comment below and let me know like, do any one of those five reasons connect with you or resonate with you personally? Have you done anything like this? Maybe you have already done this. I would love to know um, your experience. I'm still gonna have my stuff on YouTube. I still will interact with comments there because I only check that about once a week. Um, that's not social media. That's that's content, just like a blog. Um, so I'll still be able to see those comments, but love to know your thoughts on that. And then two, I wanted to, to, to point you in a direction. If you are like, man, I really wanna consider some of this and you want a helpful resource, um, Cal Newport wrote a really good book last year, I think, um, called Digital Minimalism. And it is a very helpful book on both the philosophy of minimizing your interaction with the digital tools of this age, namely social media. So it's got a philosophy aspect, which if you like philosophy is, is really, really helpful and fascinating. Um, and then a practical, some practices that you can do to um, sort of detox like I'm doing. I, I think I'm doing a more extreme version of what he preaches in the book, um, but he's a fascinating example. Um, I think he's about my age, maybe a little bit older. Um, he's a professor at Georgetown, best-selling author, multiple books. He wrote Deep Work. He wrote uh, So Good They Can Ignore You. Um, and he's never had a social media account. And so he has a very interesting perspective. He's given a TED Talk. But Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. I started reading it a year ago. Never finished it, so I finished it earlier this year. Um, really cool read if you want to know like studies and thoughts. And he's just a great thought leader and, and um, observer of culture. Some really fascinating things there uh, if you want like compelling evidence on like what social media is doing to our brains and all that kind of stuff. I didn't get into any of that here because again, I'm not teaching or sharing. I'm just, um, or I should say I'm sharing what I'm doing. And that's all I wanted to do is bring you into what I'm going to be personally doing. But to leave you with helpful resource, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport is a fantastic read. Thanks for listening. And hey, and if you've ever liked an image or a post or left a comment on Facebook or Instagram or even Twitter, um, thank you. It really means a lot. I, I check them all. That's one reason why I got to take a break. <laughs> so I really, really appreciate it. Um, I would just say, if you want to continue to support what I'm doing here, I would say uh, email me if you have wins and want to share them. Um, I would jump on my email list and just get all my content there and and keep up with the latest episode of the show and all the cool things I'm doing throughout the year. Um, and just know that I really care about you winning and being whole and being healthy. And for me to do that, I need to continue to make sure that I'm healthy in a good spot. So I'm gonna go work on that uh, in this specific area for a year and uh, I'll report back when it's over. As always, thanks for listening and hanging out. And I'll be here, same time, same place next week with a brand new episode. Talk to you then. <laughs>